you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. The Around the NFL podcast. 60% G, 100% prime beef. <laughs> Absolutely. Seen this guy with his shirt off? It's incredible. From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Got heroes here. Mr. Prime Beef himself, Greg Rosenthal. I think you were saying 100% all of us. I'm just focusing on you. Yeah, there's a lot to focus on. And a nice little slab of uh, tofu, Mark Sessler. That's, I actually, um, when I was younger, and had my first newspaper job. It was a copy editing job. Uh-huh. And I'd have to drive home at 2 in the morning because, you know, it's you do that late for a newspaper. And would drive past um, on my bike a tofu factory. And it smelled like dead animals had fallen from the sky. So I don't like the reference. It's a toughie. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. You do, brought I, that up. Well, because usually. I hadn't thought about that in like 14 years. meat products comes up, you usually say something grotesque. So I said, let me steer away from the meat. And I thought of one of the silly things but that I'm you made, eat. I'm essentially made to... of like that. Like I'm not made of tofu. So. Okay. Just to clarify. <laughs> How is everybody? Because <laughs> it's week 10. Where does it go, Greggy? Where does it go? And I know I've been saying that now every week, but now we're in the double digits. That is pretty crazy. This is yeah. kind of the dog days, I would say, if there is such a thing. This is like that middle period. We're not quite to Thanksgiving. Teams are grinding it out. We're grinding it well, out. I'm holding in my hand. You can't see it on camera here. But um, the injury report for the league, which is profoundly huge. It's yeah, it's, uh, 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 it's, it's really extended and a Russian extensive. Novel. 
It's a Russian novel, as Mark is wont to Had say. Had to drop the type font down a size so that Troubling. it could fit on a page this Did week. Did you guys use spell Troubling. check this time? I mean, last oh. time we took a look at that. Okay. It's it just me typing it up. Okay. Ouch. Doing his best to really? make the show. Well, yeah, like Greg and I got on our radar. Before the show didn't, starts. Didn't not, Couldn't you just print out the injury report? Yeah, but then it wouldn't be like organized by game. It would just be like team by team, and then it would be very. Uh, it, it would it's be organized less by game. But we, hey, we well, clearly the ones appreciate that come your out, work. Um, later in the day on NFL.com are organized, but by the, when we're taping this show, I have to go find all this information and type it up. So. Well, it's all about Justin at this point on okay. the show. All right. Hey, I love you, Justin. Love football. We're going to get into it. We have a full slate of action. Not full slate. We got the Ravens, Pats, Bengals, and Jets on by, but a lot to get to. We have another overseas game. Um, So, you know what? Why don't we start with that game? Please. Let's get to it. Let's head to the Deutschland and Allianz Arena. Allianz? Allianz? Let's roll with it. All right. Where the Seahawks and Tampa Bay Buccaneers will square off. Kickoff here stateside is 930 Eastern in Munich, uh, Mark. That would be? Uh, Later. Earlier for us. Right. 630. Correct. So here is a important game, um, you know, obviously for both teams. Seahawks looking to keep this momentum rolling forward on a four-game win streak. And uh, Greg for the Bucks. They got a desperately needed comeback win over the Rams. But with their bye right around the corner here, getting a win against Seattle, that would really, to me, put them on, in pretty good ground at 5-5 five and five in that division. Can they do it? Yeah, they can do it. I don't think there's any reason to think that the Bucks are better than the Seahawks. By the way, I, thought, I always thought like the, the Goody song was, I just assumed that was the Germany national anthem that they had adopted when... East and West combined. I that, did too, and I never gave it even a second thought. I thought it was either like Hasselhoff or yeah. this. That's Tur- the club Turn national anthem. <laughs> like after 9 p.m., this is the national anthem. Oh, they got two. I like that. Very aggressive language. Yeah. You know Brady's out at the clubs just like getting after it this week, dancing to this song. He is single. Um, all right, let's get into it, Brady. <laughs> He uh, played better, I think, against the Rams for the most part. His receivers let him down. Brady hasn't really been the problem, but the way they played at the end of that game on hyperspeed did make me think, like, can you do that more? I know that's the basic bro uh, comment to whenever teams play hurry up and then it works better, but I really do think it would help their team. They have personnel that they can just leave on the field uh, with Lenny Fournette in the two-minute drill and veteran receivers. And Tom Brady kind of changed football in 2010, 2011, playing at hyperspeed. It takes advantage of all the things he can do well, and you're going up against a very young Seattle defense. Just mix it in, playing at a better better tempo. Because when they take their time, what happens is Tom Brady looks at the defense, and he makes what's the quote-unquote right decision. And the right decision is, let's run the ball on early downs uh, against these, you know, soft uh, boxes that the, the other teams are playing, and then they get one or two yards. And he's just like been programmed to make the mm-hmm. smart decision, but it's not smart. Don't stop running on early downs if you're the Bucks. I don't like this game for Tampa Bay at all, and I feel like we're, we're a one Tom Brady, you know, one and a half minute drill away from a week of major questions about a Bucks team that I find largely fraudulent at this point, and a lot of it has for me to do with their defense. 
I think Kenneth Walker, they're 4-0 since Kenneth Walker's come back, who looks like a dominant rookie of the year candidate and has... He's the favorite right now. Uh, yeah, Vegas, I mean, he has nine rushes of 20... or Yes, he, he has multiple rushes of 20-plus yards, five, and the Bucks have surrendered tw- nine of those, third most in the NFL. You can run on this Bucks team. It's, t- it's a characteristic from years past. I think Seattle, with Kenneth Walker and with the way Geno Smith is playing, this is a great situation. And the Bucks, we're seeing clips of the, of the Seahawks at practice, and they just seem to me, under Pete Carroll, that he has reformed a team that is all about like playfulness, togetherness. They're dancing together at practice, everyone but Bruce Irvin, basically. That I'm was great. It. I Wait, love Bruce Irvin's that. not dancing. So they're like they had this thing, they had it in the past called Techno Thursday. And we unfortunately <laughs> cannot play the music for you. But um You can Sarah, guess what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, Sarah Walsh, who was out there, and if you're watching on 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 the show, you can see right here. The the entire Seahawks team is jumping up and down in early Pete Carroll. Glow, and then there's just Bruce Irvin standing about 20 yards away with his hands in his pocket, thinking like, "I'm a little old for this." <laughs> he's not. He's like 28 or something. But I, yeah. he's 35. He was. Bruce on, is 35. He now? was on wow. the lead. He, to me, his presence on this team he's is good. one of the most amazing stories of the year. I mean, he he's uh, uh, tied to all, the, all those great teams. He was out of the league, wasn't he? And now he's back, oh, and he's right. actually yeah. making plays. That's crazy. Yeah, the, the Seahawks. Yeah, Kenneth Walker's rise, the rise of the defense right around the same time. So it went from being, oh, this is kind of a interesting story. Geno's playing well, and they, they beat Russell Wilson. and But it still it had the vibe of a team that would be up and down. But then the, the running game jumped up with Walker even after Penny went out. And then the defense came up. So I don't expect the Buc- Buccaneers, based on what we've seen this season, to be the team that then brings their defense down to earth. I think this sets up well, hmm. I agree, Yeah, for Seattle. Unless, Bucks are favored. Yeah, well, be, I think that's that residual where the Bucks were Brady juice. But I, 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 do, I just think Seattle's been the better team. Now, speaking of Geno, um, I, one thing I have to say about Geno, I like that he has this platform now because he's always been kind of an interesting guy. He's always been like a little different. And he, uh, you know, he'll say things like his now iconic um, – I didn't pick up line. What was it? You know I ain't right back. I ain't right back line. Um, they wrote me off. But they wrote me, and I ain't right back. Need, That's nice. Need it both. Need there both parts. Well, you got it. Well, I turned to you first. Yeah. You just looked at me, <laughs> just like dead, dead eyed. And then Justin. Although Justin, does he think he doesn't need to do the? Yeah. Well, he definitely right? needs to no, get it right got, if he's gonna come he's in. Now I was just trying to for the jog, fourth time on the show. I was just trying to jog minutes. your memory. I wasn't trying to say yeah. the full. I wouldn't want to cut but, him off. I thought you were gonna just um, get to. Anyway, Gino to me is entertaining. I know people don't believe it. I don't have an issue with Gino and the rise of Gino. It's it's a good NFL story and we're, a story a season with a lot of bad quarterback of play. Doesn't matter what you believe or don't believe. I enjoy <laughs> Gino Smith, and I enjoyed this quote from him when a reporter tried to lead him into some Russell Wilson slander. Gino, with played right, any, any knee-highs to kind of stay loose? Man, I feel like you're trying to do something there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, you know, we were just, you know, resting and um, taking our time and, you know, just getting ourselves prepared for, for uh, you know, landing here. And, you know, it was good to come out here and do some knee-highs on the field and, you know, just get ready for, uh, you know, practice tomorrow. I wonder I if um, Russ, not to get to Russ, because he's not on this team anymore, but if he's starting to take some – mental notes like I'm just gonna like talk a little less well there is there is a rust thread this week because Pete Carroll who I can you can just tell he loves Geno Smith and he loves what's happening he praised Geno Smith for the willingness to wear the quarterback wristband right. with the plays on it saying you know uh, with the last guy 
that wasn't an option. That was swatted down, and I kind of wish we had done that. Then Russell Wilson said, I think we won a ton of games without the wristband. But there is a little, it's like this, that little thread does not go away. Everything seems like a subtweet. Shane Waldron, yeah. they just keep talking about the fact that Gino doesn't question what Shane Waldron wants to do, and now they've made Sean, <laughs> Shane Waldron uh, look great. I, I don't feel comfortable uh, about this, though, uh, for the Seahawks. To me, it seems hmm. very even. I think Bowles probably gets Antoine Winfield back this week. I think Vance Joseph did a good job making Gino hold the ball a little longer. If he's got any weakness here, it's that he's like Brady and that I think he's mostly winning before the snap and just seeing what the defense is doing. And he has a good idea even when they change their coverage post-snap. His numbers are awesome. But I think Todd Bowles can mix it up. And now that he has all those defensive backs, you can make Geno Smith hold on to the ball a lot. It's still a tough challenge, I think, going up against this Bucks defense. I know they've had some bad games, and you're right, maybe the run defense is where the Seahawks win, but I don't just assume the Seahawks are going to roll over the Bucks. I don't assume it, but I think their strengths roll match up over. well with Tampa I didn't, Bay. I didn't say that either. Peter Schrager is in Germany also, and he's he's tweeted out that at night that the streets are absolutely flush and filled with Seahawks fans. I think it's going to be a Ooh. massive like Seattle home crowd, even That's though it's nice. in theory a Tampa Bay home Who's, game. Who is the um, most well-off fan base i wonder uh, is that financially a, is there a forbes article about that because just you know hopping on the plane to germany in the middle of november feels like i, that I would feel like they're pricey. from europe i would i would suggest um oh well yeah that makes like sense. la or no you know what dallas you mm. ever been to dallas Drew just, just got like, my ear and he's like niner silicon valley which makes well sense. that makes sense but are those are those nerds watching sports? Dallas feels like a good well, cross section. My feel is like these are European <laughs> fans that are there, mo- probably mostly German fans. There is a huge NFL contingent, and I feel like NFL is a picked, Seattle contingent. Well, yeah. the NFL's picked up a lot over the last decade plus, in part, you know, because of our the efforts of our friend NFL uh, UK Hank uh, for growing the sport. And who's been good? His name is Henry Hodgson. In the last uh, decade, the Seahawks. It's the same reason why Tom Brady, I read, is the most popular jersey over there, and probably has a lot of big fans. Well, mostly from I guess his that Patriots was more games. My, I mean, Seattle's been fine in the last decade, but the Bucks won the Super Bowl two years ago. And they have Tom Brady. I would think the the streets would be flooded with the Bucks sure. fans in Germany. But I'm just saying, yeah. if, if well, the if the Colts were in the upper quartile of the upper quartile the last twenty years, the Seahawks are that means s- top twenty seven, I believe. The man, <laughs> you're right. Yes, uh, is in the upper quartile of the upper quartile of the last decade. Right. I mean, I think they'd be number two or three. Ultimately, we don't know the answer to this. Well, I was also going to say we're basing all of this like this the supposed flood of Seattle fans based yeah. on. Uh, one Peter Schrager. Yeah. Right. He, by the way, the he also didn't him. suggest that there weren't other people in the street. He just said that there, that was par- the partially the oh, group he in the said street. it. It was You know what? We should move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry to everyone for enduring that conversation we just had. Any other thoughts on this game uh, from you boys? It's a good one. It's a good job. Germany is going to enjoy it. No, sounds like we're done. All right, let's move to. <laughs> what's going on? Trying to help you out there. All right. Well, you know we're, we're always adding on to we had the, moved like, on like I, five minutes no, ago. I said, does anybody else have any other? Th- uh, just, just I go. Like, it was no, we're good. At that that point. may be the first time that we didn't have something else for you in the <laughs> history of a back. Thursday show. No, good. Let's do it. Let's yeah. move. But when there's just I feel a like pregnant once pause, you, once well, you ask that, it's too late. We gave you a seamless transition, and now we're back in the. What was that, Mark? I don't have any major things to add. That's all I wanted. <laughs> Literally all I wanted. All right, let's move to Sunday Night Football. Let's get to all the primetime games before we hit the draft. This one will be up there in Silicon Valley uh, where the Los Angeles Chargers will meet the San Francisco 49ers. 
All right. I like this one, Mark. Here we go. This is a game that Niners coming off their bye, so they're in good position physically, you would think. The Chargers not so much as uh, as Justin Herbert continues to work with an offense that has been obviously uh, marginalized by injuries. Uh, but what I liked about Herbert last week was his ability to – Right, you know, bring the team up with him, even if you don't have your big dogs on the outside. Yeah, he did, and that was kind of a huge win for them to get to five and three because they don't really vibe to me as a five and three team based on a number of factors. I mean, they are the whole idea was Brandon Staley got his guys on defense, and what happened last year? It was his first season as head coach. Now he's got his scheme, he's got the right people to plug in. They're the 30th scoring defense in the league. They're 29th against the rush. Um, they're sort of a mess. Yet they're four and one since October. But they don't have their the people to plug in. They're missing half of their. They're week missing, one but, starters. but in Literally general, half. in general, the off, like good. the defense has not improved one iota. I mean, everyone's injured all across the league. To Dan's point with that sheet, but not as much as the Chargers. That, okay, right? All right. I'm just so saying, I, I guess the thing is like part of it. Brandon Staley is made excuses are made for Brandon Staley no matter what happens with the Chargers. I get that, but he did add an interesting comment because I think we've all suspected just. Herbert, something's been off. He said that now he finally is essentially healthy from that injury and that he they did have to hem in the game plan to some degree that now they're going to throw down field more. He's more mobile. And I just thought we saw a Justin Herbert in the past month who was a little tentative, a little less risk-taking. And if you get a fully healthy version, when he's doing that, he's fearless. He's full of daring do and he's willing to throw the ball anywhere to get it done. Daring and do, I, ref. I, they need that. Because, because without a full Justin Herbert, the Chargers have been boring to watch. And you have to overcome the fact that Keenan Allen's still in the abyss. Mike Williams, gone. And they're down their guys. Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter both made plays uh, in that win over the Falcons. And I love one of my favorite absurd fun facts of the season. Austin Eckler, scoreless in the first three games of the year. Ten touchdowns in five weeks. Uh, so they mm. are leaning a lot on him, obviously, both in the passing and the running game. The thing about Herbert last week that I took away was just that he played the Falcons. And he had to play exceptional to end up with 245 yards on 43 attempts and score 20 points. It's not easy. Against the Falcons with no pass yeah. rush coming at him. If I could lock this game up, I, I would in a heartbeat. I think this will be one-way traffic. It, it's not even allowed. It's out of the lock zone. That's how, just barely. That's how little respect uh, Vegas has for this team. I'm with you that... Staley's defense is disappointing because, you know, Mark, when when they had their players, it's not like it looked much better. But it has to be recognized, Joey Bosa is the most important player on that defense. I know Derwin James is great, but there's such a drop-off between Joey Bosa and the rushers that they're sending out there opposite Khalil Mack, who's now a little banged up. They lost Austin Johnson, who was signed to be their run stopper for the season last week. We know J.C. Jackson's not coming back and wasn't playing well. Anyways, they're a team that can be pushed around on the ground, and now you got to play the 49ers, who haven't run the ball well this year. That's why they made that trade for Christian McCaffrey. It's the worst running game Kyle Shannon's ever had, yet I, after seeing McCaffrey for a couple weeks, I feel like that's about to end, and they're just going to steamroll him. It's, it feels like a mismatch on, on both sides of the ball. I hope I'm right, wrong, and I hope that Herbert kind of does what you say, Mark, and just lifts his team up and has like an old-school Justin Herbert's going to do path. things right. type of game. That's, He's going to have to. I didn't see it last week, even though that's what I mean. He had to play so well just for them to barely beat the I mean, Falcons. but if you want to, he, he was missing his wide receivers, which we talked about, but now you, if you're the Niners, you get Debo Samuel back. You have George Kittle. 
Christian McCaffrey, who obviously Kyle Shanahan's known for his like Christian McCaffrey's entire life almost, trusts him to do everything last week. Kyle Juszczyk, like they, well, they you're forgetting can... a big one too. Elijah Mitchell, I believe, is coming back this week. And remember, Brandon once upon a time, he was the starting running back of the Niners, and then he goes down with an injury in Week One. So now I think with McCaffrey, and you always have to factor in with McCaffrey, like as great as he is, he is injury prone. Now you have a, a two pronged attack. It's going to be McCaffrey's backfield no matter what. But that makes them even better. I'm with you, Greg. I think this is probably a one-sided game. Uh, And I do believe unless Herbert has something really special up his sleeve, which, you know, that'd be nice to see. Like one of those. Which he has before had that up his sleeve. If if things like storylines like Herbert versus Tua um, annoy you or you're interested in them, this would be a great spot for Herbert to throw for 400 yards. You know, it's true. On it, Sunday you know Night I mean? Football, they yeah. haven't gotten... It's asking uh, a lot. It's a great it defense. Is. A it lot is. of pop. And this but is a you, defense... You did say he could be the Michael Jordan of football, even though well, the I sports did, are different. Yeah, like he, then, his, then his rib was destroyed. I but remember not anymore. football is completely well, different than basketball. That's why I point, brought up the point that they now are... He, to Staley, who was kind of hiding away the injury to some degree, right. they weren't talking about it, acknowledged he's not been healthy this past month. And so that leads me to look at the tape of him and be like, that's what's he going was, on with this He guy. was... You know, he could be the Michael Jordan, but the guy who is the Michael Jordan to me, and we used to debate about this, and Wes, you know, really bristled at it early in Mahomes' career, just put up six touchdowns on seven possessions against this 49ers team. So as as great as this defense is, if you're a great offense, you can still score on them because great offenses do that. But the Chargers aren't a great offense. They're, they're run by Joe Lombardi, who's coaching up Herbert to be like late career Drew Brees. He, he has no big plays. He has no turnover-worthy plays. He's just very safe, dinking and dunking down the field. But that Niners defense also had injuries, too. If we're going to talk about – it's like they were sure. banged up. and We'll see. Yeah, so – Jordan at the Garden in 90, March 95 put up double nickels. That's what Herbert needs to do. What's the equivalent of double nickels? 387 yards and four total touchdowns. Well, he's not Beat been Michael Niners. Jordan this season, obviously. Just saying that's double nickels. Yeah. We need double nickels yeah, on Sunday Yeah, well, that'd night. be nice. All right, Monday night football. Oh, yeah, they got flex too, by the way, Chargers. So we're getting back-to-back Sunday night games. Seems, seems a little overdone. Excessive. Yeah. Um... Unless he goes double nickels. Well, then, then, then it's, it's, then it's the me. opposite. The yeah. other option was watching the Steelers in primetime. So All right. Well, th- I thank think you. What about the move. Jets and Pats? Right. That's the crime. Well, the Jets uh, and Pats, the Pats are playing on Thanksgiving, and they don't like to flex the, they, uh, the they. team. NBC, the NFL. They don't like to flex them. Feels overly efficient. Just give us the game we want. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Monday Night Football. Thanksgiving. Uh, the Commandos at four and five just had their winning streak snapped, head to Philadelphia, um, perhaps a lamb to slaughter. Against the Eagles, the Eagles are now the number one team in the power rankings. The Eagles, for about a month now, have been the only undefeated team in the league, and I'm sick of talking about that the Eagles never seem to have a tough game on their schedule because it is what it is. But, Mark, this doesn't feel like it's going to be a challenge for Philly. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? I'm with you. I mean, they – on offense, and I think we saw this last Thursday night against Houston. That was not their best game, but they found different ways to move the ball, and every week they do. It was still so easy, even with exactly. the, it was their C game. Yeah. But because they were playing a F opponent, D, let's give them the gentleman's F, a D minus opponent, it was still like more than enough. I, I'd even point to their second drive after they had that 18-play 
touchdown drive to start the game was that that was a there was a Jalen Hurts strip sack on that on that drive which ended it. That's fine, but there were two explosive plays to AJ Brown and Devonte Smith before that. It's like they're just they're impossible to defend. I know Washington's defense has been a little bit better, but I would point more to the Eagles' defense because Howie Roseman. Remember when Doug Peterson left Philly? It was like Howie mother. If Howie and this coaching staff, or if, if if Doug and this coaching staff want to go through a rebuild, oh well, maybe you would have wanted to stuff that rebuild? out. Rebuild, 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 rebuilding the That's Eagles. Weird. It happened in like a year, and now it's like Howie Roseman is getting <laughs> C.J. Gardner Johnson, Robert Quinn. Gardner Johnson has five picks this year. He had five in his entire career. He's got he's finding mm. guys that work in this defense, and they're creating absolute havoc. Like Javon Hargrave last week, three sacks. It's like it's just different guys stepping up and find the. I don't care where they're playing. Where's the weakness on this team? So if if you're playing basketball Run defense. And, and you uh, and the other and your teammate misses a shot but you go up for it, what mm-hmm. is that called? Is that a rebound? Rebound. Okay. Is it a Connecticut thing? rebound? Rebound. Did I say I've, rebound? Yeah. I mean I've said it before probably. I don't know. I don't know where my lexicon came from. I don't it's not I don't know the, the roots. <laughs> the uh, the Eagles are weirdly reliant not reliant, but on top of being so good on both sides of the ball, they are first in the league in fewest turnovers, and they're first in the league in forcing turnovers. So that would actually indicate a team that's maybe been a little fortunate, although it can can hang over the course of the season, but they're plus 15 in the turnover margin. So they're getting three, you know, a couple extra possessions every game, and now they get to play a Washington team, which doesn't make any plays on defense, is almost last in forcing turnovers, although they've been better over the last month. The, The commander's... Uh, defense has improved quite a bit, which Ron Rivera's teams in Washington have tended to do as the season goes along defensively. And on offense, you're going up against Taylor Heineke, who's a mess, who if if Zach Wilson is playing better now, then Heineke would be my pick as the worst starter in the league. He leads the hmm. NFL in turnover-worthy plays uh, in terms of the percentage of how many dropbacks he's had by far. So he's always going to give you a chance and – I'm with you. It just doesn't feel like that the the they can hang if it's they're getting extra possessions. What are you What are you demanding, Dan? Breaking news. This from the Associated Press. The Attorney General for the District of Columbia says his office is filing a civil consumer protection lawsuit against the Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder, the NFL, and Commissioner Roger Goodell. Attorney General Carl Racine announced a civil complaint for colluding to deceive district residents at a news conference Thursday. Racine said the team and league violated D.C. consumers' rights based on what they knew about the organization's workplace misconduct, alleging Snyder lied about his knowledge of the situation. So there was a shoe. There was a there was an announcement that an announcement was coming, uh, which led to the uh, commanders preemptively firing off a statement that included um, a reference to Brian Robinson shooting. Well, an absurd statement. And uh, Robinson's representatives like, why are you bringing our name into any of this? Which is a fair uh, comment. And now this news. So again, just this shra- this cloud sitting over this organization uh, at the time when. It seems like Daniel Snyder is being pushed out of the league. He he has or an attempt is being made. It, well, it's made it more clear since we've last talked about it that he is planning to sell the team. We've reported on on that on NFL Network that it's not just him looking for minority owners. Uh, our guy Ian Rapport indicated it could be as early as March that the team is gone, and it can't come here 
soon enough. The fact that this game is in Monday night on Monday night, I'm sure this week Flex is, it. is an incredible <laughs> embarrassment to the league. But then I was thinking, well, what other week this season with the commanders wouldn't be an incredible embarrassment? There more weeks than not have been. But yeah, the fact that they, they brought up Brian Robinson, we should explain if you hadn't seen it was just that they pointed out he was shot in broad daylight. And instead of uh, the Washington, the DC attorney general uh, doing a better job controlling crime, which is, by the way, people have pointed out not really what the D.C. attorney general is doing, <laughs> especially for juveniles right. who they, they found in this case. So none of it made sense. Uh, right. They're holding press conferences. So they just sort of uh, threw their entire city's police force under the bus while doing this, too, where in their in the fan in the city that these fans live in. And they, they quickly apologize, like the president of the team apologized essentially a couple hours later. But it's well, it feels it's like it mess. wasn't vetted by all layers of the organization. It came from probably a hot spot, a hot corner. And it could I can't think of a statement from a team that has been messier than that during this run of this show or the run of my life. And they Let's- haven't scored 17 <laughs> points, by the way, since week two. There's one more thing. <laughs> the run of my life. Well, I'm saying it goes. It's, it it it's st- I'm just also, enjoying your different turns of phrases and oh. pronunciations. So well, it's you great. had you, they were good at you know you you were what in your tw- 20s back when they last won a Super Bowl. So right, but I would say they weren't issuing horrible statements back then. I'm oh, okay, saying that from, no, from the, no, no. the toxic um, nature of the statement. Just back to football for one minute before we uh, take a break. Um, there's a bit of an odd thing going on too in Washington with Taylor Heineke because. He's not, you know, as Greg just alluded to, not very good. He struggles. His interception cost him the game last week, the Harrison Smith interception. And yet that crowd, that crowd is chanting Heineke uh, throughout that game. It's just like they love him. Um, And I think it might be just one of those things. I don't know if it's Stockholm Syndrome or what, but it's just like, not a lot to Zappy Syndrome. They have one for from incredibly unlikely spots. Week after week with him, and it looked like they were about to beat the six and one Vikings during that game. And I get that there is a bit of magic that he has brought to like winning these crazy games, but it just doesn't feel that, like it can there's last. something likable about him. I don't, I don't <laughs> like beyond just the play. If, there's an energy to him that's are, not true with Carson Wentz. If you are a fan of like a downtrodden team that goes through a long period of dysfunction and failure, you'll you'll grab onto anything. Yeah, uh, I've been there, and that's where Commanders fans are. I hope that organization get, gets back on its feet because this has been quite a sad grind of late. All right, let's take a break and uh, we'll get to the draft. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, welcome back. It's time now for the draft. Tugboat will take you into port with the first overall pick, <laughs> and it's an easy one, and I don't care who's quarterbacking uh, for the home team because it's still a compelling game. Vikings at Bills. Um, major, major uh, intra-conference battle here between a Vikings team that's 7-1, and one, but there's still jabronis out there, like me, who are asking questions whether we should take them seriously. And then there's the Bills, who... Obviously, maybe humbled a little bit by the Jets last week at the Meadowlands, but even uh, more distressingly, uh, more distressing on the loss was the injury suffered by Josh Allen, who is uh, not practicing on Thursday with the elbow issue sustained on um, one of the last snaps of the game against the Jets. And so his, as we tape this, his availability is in question. Case Keenum's the backup, Mark, um, which is a good backup. But it's not Josh Allen, and that would be a major problem with a good Minnesota team coming to town. Well, it certainly leveled a playing field. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen has accounted for 23 of Buffalo's 25 touchdowns this year. And I knew there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to take the majority of the cake there, but he's different. He's special. And like I would ask, with the elbow injury, it's the ability to throw. But also, Josh Allen, the runner. Like, Ian, you have a hurt elbow and you're slamming into the ground on a hurt elbow. Like, probably just lowers, like we just talked about Justin Herbert. Your body is not functioning. Can you do the same things? I mean, even if he's in there, he's going to be playing at not 100%. And I think it opens the door for a Vikings team that I get it. They want to score on the first drive and the last drive every game and somehow win. But uh, <laughs> I do think Kirk it's like Cousins. We have 10 to 14 points right, right there. <laughs> We just need 10 more. Yeah, Vikings fans hate that we say that, um, but but they do. I can't think of another team that is a very quality team and when their offense is, is firing and when Cousins is playing the way he can and Justin Jefferson is doing what he's doing, like they are explosive and they can do a lot like on offense and they're pretty balanced. It's just that they do tend to take naps. The Greg, you talked about it on Sunday, that the final throw from Allen – after the elbow injury, it was actually he made two more throws, I believe, after the elbow injury. The last one was 70 yards through the air, Tecmo Bowl style. It was the longest air throw of the season by any quarterback. That came 
immediately after the injury and maybe you know obviously there's adrenaline factoring in so i don't i don't know what to make of that other than he threw it further than anyone after he hurt the elbow is that good didn't we see justin herbert have an inc- like incredible throw in with adrenaline flowing yeah, through him through after the, well, his that injury. was that that rib right. injury yeah. he also had a really bad throw right before well, that he, Josh yeah, Allen. he dirted the ball yeah. as well so all i'm saying is that was kind of interesting that he made a throw like that he's a special guy um here's the other thing greg the AFC East is saucy right now. So you could mm-hmm. say maybe the Bills will play this smart. Um, it's not a division game. It's a chance to give your guy a break with Cleveland up the next week. But I don't know with the, with the Jets on a bye at 6-3 and three, and the Dolphins also 6-3 and three and charging where the Bills feel like they could mm. rest their quarterback if he's um, less than 100%. I don't, I don't think that would be a factor for them. I think they're just thinking about winning the Super Bowl, and I think they are not going to be worried about losing a, a non-conference game in the middle of November. They have you know bigger things in mind. They've swooned in November under Sean McDermott quite a bit, including a year ago when Josh Allen was not playing that well. And I think they will believe that they can win this game with Case Keenum. I expect Case Keenum to start. I don't think there's any reason not to just because of the medical reporting around it. But who knows? Maybe they are just trying to rest him. They have major concerns uh, in terms of their injury situation outside of Josh Allen. Tremaine Edmonds, who played great last week. Uh, has not been practicing. Greg Rousseau, who has been that strong number two pass rusher next to Von Miller, will not be playing in this game. He is week to week. I know they have pretty good depth there, but that's what made their defense really exciting. Matt Milano limited ha- has returned to practice, yep. so that that's a good sign. Mr. Uh, limited. <laughs> remember Tredavious <laughs> White? Remember there. people thought he was going to be playing yes. in week one? Uh, he doesn't seem any closer to playing uh, either. He's Con- been activated, right? But he's just not playing yet? Yeah, is that what it they was? have yeah. to activate him at this yep. point because of uh, how late it is mm-hmm. in the season. Kyrie Elam, I don't think, practiced on Thursday after practicing Wednesday. So it's a lot of stuff. And uh, I think they're going up against uh, – Vikings offense, which is more complete now since they traded for TJ Hawkinson. I just think that was a really good trade. You could see it immediately paying dividends. I think Kirk Cousins has played a little better the last two weeks than he did the first part of the season. He's given Stephon Diggs a chance to make plays. Sometimes that'll work. Sometimes it won't, but mostly it'll work. The Hawkinson arrival was interesting to watch. He was targeted nine times. He had nine catches. For 70 yards, so it wasn't some monster day. But if you could add another guy that can make a play on that team uh, and also act as a safety valve of sorts uh, for Kirk, that's only going to help matters. So, yes, I agree with you on that. By the way, this is um, a game that I feel uh, is pretty pretty close to a toss-up based on what we know right now. Yeah. Uh, But there is, over at the zoo... uh, a, a, a definite thought about mm. how this oh, game Pigs? Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> it's a 70-degree day in Cincinnati in mid-November. Guess what that means? I'm hanging out at Uncle Rick's house, nice. channeling my brother's spirit right now. And my brother says, don't let Greg Rosenthal talk trash about the Wesling brothers and you. <laughs> You're better analysis than him. <laughs> you have a better nickname than him. What's the nickname? 60 Cent? more like wrong 60% of the time. Ooh. How can you even be considered an expert, dude? You can't get anything right. Jameis Winston's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. How'd that work That's out for you? That's a hit piece, and I love it. No one, no like one said that. Now, on to the Bills and Vikings. 
There's no way the Vikings go into Buffalo and take care of business in November. It's going to be cold. It's going to be rainy. And the Bills take care of business. Lock it up. It's funny. Wait, I don't know. He, I'm not he... certain he's aware that Josh <laughs> Allen's is in there. He's newspaper? talking about like, great analysis. Not aware that one of the most valuable players in the league probably not. We don't know whether game. he's aware or not, but it was such a secondary issue to him. More, the hit piece on Rosenthal, which was delicious. Majestic. Yeah. That was the, that was the main point of the video this week. Good job, Nick. Would More you have minded had that winded on for three plus minutes like the no, one from he a month ago? Right. I would have just sat down. I would have cracked open a beer and just enjoyed it all. Greg, do you have a do you have any like takedown of uh, Nick to well, uh, in terms of a retort? No, I've never said Jameis was the greatest player ever. It was a debate between him and Mariota, and I'm right. still taking Jameis on that. Still right. taking him. And that is uh, the farm where Wes's remains are, or some of his remains with his father. Yeah, right? his, his ashes mm-hmm. are, are there, and uh, not a farm, just a nice uh, a nice set up there where, Open they, expan- where they live. Expanse? Yeah. An expanse, I expanse. would say. Just Beautiful expanse. They got a little... Rebound? A little, Rebuild? A little pond. I, I, am curious, I am curious for the Vikings. One last thing on this one was just... Zadarius Smith has been great. I feel like the offense is better. Everyone complaining about the Vikings. No one takes it seriously. Okay, even if Case Keenum is playing this game, beat the Bills. Here's what we don't want to see. Losing to the Bills with Case Keenum. Uh, the Bills are going to get Bills, your former quarterback. The Bills are going to have to show <laughs> some things that they can run the ball, that they can protect Case Keenum. They, I think the Jets exposed a couple things. They really made Josh Allen run to try to gain yardage. It was it was an interesting game by the Jets. The there. Jets were able to get home without <laughs> blitzing at all. Do the Vikings have the type of pass rush? Do they have the front? Maybe not of the Jets equal, but can put heat on I mean, Josh. You're or right Case. about Darius Smith. He has been. And he's, he's been he, great this season. He's been getting his pressure from the interior. You think of him as an edge player, but he's so big. And he's been maybe the best pass rusher in the league uh, outside of Micah Parsons. He's certainly in that mix this year, which is wild. He does lead the league in total pressures. Uh, Daniil Hunter's been solid. I think he is getting going. So maybe they do have that pass Got rush. Got some guys. Gotta ha- may- All right, I've talked to myself back into Josh Allen, play this game. I've just been assuming he's not. <laughs> well, he, I'm sure he'll For some he reason, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't think anyone knows, but he hasn't been practicing, so I just feel like and he's this probably doesn't, not. And this doesn't tell you whether he's playing or not, but he had a UCL injury a few years back and missed four weeks, so we don't know. that. In addition to the Jets um, with the not blitzing a lot, they were able to use a lot of soft zones and mix things up and essentially put Allen in a blender mentally. If the If the Vikings can do that, they'll probably win. The Vikings aren't the Jets. There's only one Jets. Well, that's true. They're also not a great defense, the Vikings. They've and been Nick's pretty point about a Minnesota team going on the road in November in a big spot. Uh, your Vikings fan friend, for for instance, uh, Mark, Eric he knows. Saez. Eric Saez. Yeah. He knows that this is a classic letdown scenario. For, let's say Case Keenum plays against his old team. Classic Vikings letdown scenario here to get beat by Can the. Can I offer one, like one yes. counterpoint? Like people in Minnesota probably are like scraping ice off their cars. They're also used to cold. Well, they're not. They're not. not, it's not, not the Jacksonville. football team, though. The football team plays inside oh, I get a bubble. They play in a dome, but like yeah. they also live in Minnesota. They mm. live in Minneapolis. In they the stay area. underground the entire winter. I know. Per- I've spoken to people on it. They don't even well, know what the outside air. That's feels a like. tremendous breaking news scenario for you. Well, the, the, li- the line, by the way, was I think ten to start, and now it's at three and a half. Oh, yeah, it's probably so that going to trend downward. Well, and sometimes the people, I think the Bills will be favored even without uh, Josh Allen. I think that's thing. how much they like the And Bills. I don't traffic in this area. No. Greg isn't allowed to. He would love to. He can't. Yeah. The people in the desert sometimes know things that the rest of us don't know. You're right. Do they know about Josh Allen more than we know? They Why have, is that they have line their, crumbling? They have their sparrows out there. All right. Up next in the draft is none other 
than Greggy, assassinated by Nick Wessling just minutes ago. What I is mean, his Nick? What is Nick's uh, nickname? Right, no by one the even way. knows your nickname. Nick. Is he talking about the Cincinnati Zoo? As a collective, a, or is it all right? But I mean, he you, which is a great nickname. He should came learn up from you on if you want to craft and brand a nickname, you've got to do a little more work. We, by the way, speaking of doing a little more work, you don't need to do more work. You're awesome, um, Justin Graber. But is are those hogs? Because that's more like the Cincinnati farm. Yeah, the elephants are great. Mm. That's great, but maybe. You know what I There's mean. monkey. Right. There's a Get large collection of. I do have a gorilla in there. It comes okay, in at good. the end. I right. usually don't play the drop long enough for you to hear. <laughs> Can I hear the whole thing just for fun? <laughs> sure. I do like animals. Yeah. Okay, elephant. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's the chimps, maybe? Yeah. Yep. Oh, right there. Duck. A duck. See, the, mm, I, we it's don't like need a, a duck. It's a farm zoo. It's a farm zoo. Well, it just seems like all all hell is broken. We, we need your There's classic a collection of birds in there as well. Okay. We, it's it's the exotic end birds. Times. Uh-huh. The animals have How taken over. How are the birds over. being kept in that place? They'd be flying we away. We need more There's like a metro boundaries. zoo, what okay. we're looking for. Yeah. Sure. I Big can metro reconfigure. zoo, mid-century, 20th century, where they're all behind bars. Right. It's just like a horrible place for living <laughs> okay. things. Yeah. That was like an American safari right there. <laughs> Gone awry. <laughs> we need something more working class, like a working class... Cincinnati Zoo. Okay, but keep the elephant. I mean, the Cincinnati Zoo is a, a world-renowned institution. Absolutely. Yeah. It has a it has a lot of pop. The Cincinnati Zoo. It's a I good love place. the Cincinnati Zoo. People go from all around. Place. R.I.P. Harambe. Great call. That's a GC. Harambe was from the Cincinnati Zoo. You get that? You remember that pop culture ref? Was that an animal that passed away? I believe he didn't make it. Okay. Don't quiz me further. All right, Greg, did, you're did, up. Did, did Harambe know that Josh Allen's not playing this week? Somebody knows. That's all I'll say. I know that the Packers and the Cowboys are playing, and I'm taking it as my number two overall. Pick. Is it because the rivalry is renewed? It's because uh, it's a big game, I guess. Thank you, Justin. I'm I'm interested to watch this Cowboys team in general. They showed so much on the way to their bye a couple weeks ago offensively that I want to see if that continues. And no matter what happens to me, this game is compelling. If the Cowboys drill the Packers in Lambeau to put them to three and seven with Mike McCarthy at coach, ooh, that is delicious TV. And this could be like a home field advantage that's not an advantage because those Packers fans are tight and they're not going to be happy if they fall behind. And there's a reason to believe they will fall behind because this Cowboys run game is really impressive. Their offensive line has really improved throughout the course of the season. Their young rookie tight ends kind of added the an element of unpredictability, and they've been very creative with what they can do on the ground. And there's a moment in every Packers game where the Packers defense needs to stop. And then that's the moment where the other team goes on an eight-minute drive <laughs> that like takes the life out of all the Packers fans. And I think the Cowboys are well-suited uh, to be the team that delivers that drive, especially when they're calling design runs in the red zone for Dak Prescott again. Wow, that was a great sight for sore eyes yep. a couple weeks ago. And that's some of the many reasons why I'm locking this game Whoa. up for the Cowboys. This is a wise, wise lock. Okay. Okay. You've done it, Greg. I think you've done a great job. The Packers have 17 players <laughs> on the I injury report. I Packers. Wanna, That's how I needed to get Mark wanna, back. Uh, you want to join him? No, well, you guys you are I, together on Thursday night. Yeah, we, but you want to move over? It sounds like you felt 
This is your chance to bury the Packers forever, Mark. He's trying to Mark. move you off of this. The Thursday Mark. night game's already happened I, I to a lot share, of the listeners here. I share Greg's like intense confidence that this is going to be a word that Greg used a week ago because this is a true to me, revenge game for Zaddy Mike McCarthy, Ooh. right? It really is because it was it was like he got shuffled out of Green Bay. He doesn't know how to call plays. He's archaic. Oh, like, even worse er- than that. Oh, he's getting a massage in his office while they're running team meetings. Right. They they smeared him out the door. He needs to take a year of like deep thought to take a deeper look at the he league. He probably shouldn't get massages during team meetings. Either. He denied it. <laughs> he denied it. He I think, so this it. is blood in the water. He has a street named after him outside it's that too, building. It's too particular to be untrue. <laughs> I totally believe it. There's nothing to like about Green Bay right now, and I love this for Dallas. I uh, I love it. I I think. And um, I'm gonna join Greg. Oh, he's doing it. He's locking it up. Maybe just because Greg cannot stand. Like Greg spends like 20% of every show telling us who he would have locked if someone didn't lock what he locked. This is good. Or if he wished he picked this team like over that team after he did. I just the mind control that, that Dan has on no, this Mars is that you know what? jumped away. There are, there is, we are, we are, it is Thursday right now. Yes. There is inclement weather um, heading towards Carolina. I don't like what's happening with that Thursday night game. Absolutely. I think weird things could happen. I'm moving off it so it doesn't That's ruin my, my weekend. Solo lock. Now, um, here's why I also am happy about this. Um, first of all, let's talk Zaddy. By the way, um, I want to see this is this is pure Zaddy energy to me since we're talking Mike McCarthy. What about the area? Do you and as a family, as a unit? Miss no, this is b- you guys trying to make me cry. Don't you ask me? question about 12 person or something <laughs> uh, because Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee and um, he said one of the reasons he loves Mike McCarthy so much is he's got that he's got this tough exterior it's Pittsburgh grit McCarthy but he's a big teddy bear on the yeah. inside that's that big zaddy energy for me I like that mm. I once asked Mike McCarthy at an oh, owner's zaddy, meeting you're so extra what I, anytime Frags on the show I'm cool with it I asked him what he would be if he wasn't a football coach Want to take a guess what what career path he would I'm take? I'm gonna guess, shop teacher, policeman, construction worker. Yes, just wants he likes to building wants things. to build things Perfect. and work with the earth. And speaking I'll just of, say this: we're nobody's underdog. Yeah, Zaddy, Zaddy. stop it. Um, and also, the reason why I'm, I'm I'm cool with you guys locking up, um, I'm having some serious second thoughts about our decision to fork the Packers, mm. and uh, that came in part because of this quote that I heard from Rogers on McAfee this week. I always believe in myself first, and I bet on myself first to go out there and to and to to impact the game and to be great. And I still know I have that within me. Still the reigning, defending, two-time MVP. And now you may write that off as just nonsense, but I do think this is a game that is obviously of huge importance to Green Bay. Their backs are against the wall. And Aaron Rodgers, as bad as he's played uh, this season at times, especially our most recent game, he is still the defending back-to-back MVP. And I would not be surprised if you get a big game from Rodgers and potentially a run in the Packers uh, to come. I just, I don't know, I just got a bit of a Sessler about it. Okay, well, hold and on. That's that's hold where I'm coming I, from. My one thing, I don't think what's happening with their offense is going away. 
or is suddenly solvable because of his speech on the podcast or the show. Not what I said. It's I know, just a just, reminder of who I, he is I, and what he's capable you of. You lost Romeo Dobbs. Or I, you know, if I'm one of his teammates, I might be rolling eyes at that. Well, right, because first of all, Maybe. it's like he I'm still me. I still know who I am. He Maybe. doesn't lift up any teammates. You don't have Romeo Dobbs. Mm-hmm. On defense, you lost Rashawn Gary. I said it before. There are 17 players on the injury report. Sammy Watkins is banged up and has been a mess. It's him and Alan Lazard. And your running backs are... Like, right. Aaron he's, Jones isn't healthy. He's come up with kind of a transparent motivational technique through the media every week and he keeps changing it like he's been the nice guy and then the the mean guy and none of it's working and I think his confidence is one of the reasons why they're struggling I don't think Aaron Rodgers is playing that poorly last week he did but overall I don't think he's playing that poorly I think that he's going outside the system like he was in the first year of the Matt LaFleur offense because things aren't working well. And he's back to the reason why Mike McCarthy got fired from Green Bay in the first place because there was a couple of years there in the middle of Aaron Rodgers' prime where he just held on to the ball forever, kind of didn't really listen to coaching, much like they're talking about Russell Wilson's not really following the game plan in Seattle, kind of like they talked about Dak Prescott, frankly, a year ago when he was struggling in Dallas. And he's just back there trying to make a play and thinking he's going to solve it all. And I look at the teammates around him, and including the defense, that's a huge part in the offensive line. And I just don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, how about this? That's all fair. <laughs> One side of this will be right. Uh, and we'll bring this up on Sunday show. Okay. All right. N- not that I'm hugely confident in the Packers because the Whoever Cowboys are better. Whoever is wrong will be accountable for being wrong, correct? Yes. Will they? Okay. Yes. Okay. Right. Eric Stokes also expected to miss this game. Sammy Watkins might miss this game. You mentioned Dobbs. Elton Jenkins, their offensive lineman, oh, also. Sammy Watkins and Romeo Dobbs aren't playing. What's <laughs> Romeo, the offense going to do Dobbs without those guys? might have been their best wide receiver. <laughs> oh, he stinks. But they, they all stink. That's the problem. Oh, they don't I'm have just saying, we, we, can't say, we can't say that, I agree with they're, that they're dead because those guys aren't playing. I agree what, with you. Taking Sammy s- Watkins hasn't made a play since Super Bowl 55. Or well, whatever. who are you pointing at then who's going to suddenly Sammy emerge? Sammy Watkins as killed a, them a week ago. Number 12. absolutely fair. Number 12. 12 throwing to 12. 12 is going to... They're leading receivers, Robert Tunyon. We buried we buried the Packers literally on the show. We forked him, and I'm just nervous. Now yeah. he's playing both sides of the fence. We're gonna get now he's going to somehow be right for forking for not forking the Packers when he's the one that forked <laughs> I know, him. I know. I, you can trust in number 12. I'm trusted in number 11. At no point in this preview did we mention Micah Parsons or the best unit in this game by far, the Cowboys defense. Is Everything you're saying him. makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I'm just saying... Um, Gr- right. True greatness, Guess legendary okay. greatness. Table sometimes, it. table it. Sometimes will surprise. Table you. it. Okay, this is good. I'm glad I took it so high. Don't. We got to. Why are we still discussing this? Count out why, legendary greatness. Why are we still discussing? I, this? I agree with you there, and I, and I wouldn't shock me at all if they cover five points here. I know what he and won. If, even if it's a little closer than Mark and I until like. Sunday. I know what he won back-to-back MVPs. That was seven years ago. He's not that. No, he is the reigning. Back-to-back MVP with his back against the wall. This is a dangerous wounded animal game. That's all I'm saying. They've been wounded for four weeks. I understand. Yeah, what was last backs week? against the wall And this isn't a popu- popular opinion. Everyone's going to say right, I'm I, wrong. That, I get no, it. No, no. You're, you're scared. <laughs> I get you're, it. You're, you're strong-manning <laughs> this thing. Like, we get it. Have a I nice time. It. I don't care. I'm on my own here. No, I'm this on is an abs- island. This has become utterly absurd for everyone involved. You forked them two days ago talking <laughs> about recent history. I regret it. Okay, You were part of the decision. Yes, I got bullied, as I recall. No, that is not. Looking back on that it. is even more absurd. Right, now Mark, you're like you're Chris up. Ballard. <laughs> oh, why did you guys make me take so many receivers? Um, all right. Go ahead. 
Uh, I'm going to go Cleveland and Miami. We really do need to speak. That's a sh- okay. Okay. I see what you're <laughs> I have doing. a strategy, Greg. Don't don't. <laughs> he immediately takes a shook game right off the bat. Mm. I am scheduled for. He does love the Browns, multiple though. games, but we I'll tell back. you why. No, because he he's not a Browns fan. No, anymore. not at all. This, this, you're this, not allowed to bring that up. Will you ever stop talking, Greg? <laughs> at any point what about on Dan? the earth. What about Dan? Dan is the host. Dan jumped in. <laughs> I have to talk. <laughs> Go ahead, I don't know what to say at this point. I, I got like this is the game I want to see because look at the rest of the slate. I have no problem taking this game. I I don't know if anyone can stop Miami's offense because the difference with what we just talked about with Green Bay is that what Mike McDaniel, who I'll never forget, Dan, when we were at that combine and we've mentioned this before. Oh yes, with that Niners coaching staff and people were coming out of the woodwork telling us like. This guy, Mike McDaniel, is the reason mm-hmm. we are what we are. And it was like, all right, this guy is like a little tiny dude and like he's a brainiac and like, you know, he he's is. different. He is scheming the wide receivers so totally open. And I, I, this, I'm sort of exhausted with, I think we all are with this Tua debate. I don't think Tua is like the physical equivalent of Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen especially, but he totally works in this offense because of the way that he operates with Tyreek Hill, with Jalen Waddell. They're totally wide open, and when he throws them off a yard or two, they make up for it with their skills. I mean, they're just like completely dangerous and unstoppable, and I want to see if Cleveland's defense from that Cincinnati game where for the first time all season, I thought the way they used their defensive line, um, I hadn't seen this all year before, made life very uncomfortable for Joe Burrow. I don't know if you can do that against this Dolphins team. Denzel Ward sounds like he will be back. He said he's going to play. That helps. But they have been getting killed. They are one of the worst teams in the league. At the six, they've allowed the six most explosive plays. That to me is not a good recipe for stopping a Dolphins passing game that has been essentially frying everyone week after week. Yeah, I think we need to find out if the Browns' defense is starting to turn their season around with that great performance, or if that was just a division game. Hollywood uh, opponent, uh, right? Hollywood. It, it sounds like an aberration because I, it wouldn't shock me. There's no reason personnel-wise that they should be one of the worst defense in the league. They should be average at worst. I think Mike McDaniel deserves a ton of credit. I think Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill individually deserve yes. more credit. The combination of those two and the intelligence uh, of Mike McDaniel in, in the front office, but I think Mike McDaniel was a huge part of it, to give up everything for Tyree Kill because they already knew they had Waddell and his speed is so special. And he's a, he's a top 15 player potentially receiver on his own and and just the two of them breaks the brains of opposing defenses. And you're right. There's not a huge reason to think that the Browns are suddenly going to be the defense to solve it. Yeah. The question for me for Miami is I want to see, you know, two has got to stay healthy and you hope he does. I'm kind of curious to see how this offense looks in cold weather when it starts getting nasty in the next uh, six to eight weeks. Uh, But to me, defense would be the biggest question because they just got rolled by Justin Fields. And uh, on balance, you know, they went and traded for uh, Bradley Chubb. And that will in time that will make them better. Uh, But do will they have enough stops in them when? Tua and company do get slowed down, as will happen when their competition goes up. That that's the only question. But I see this team. I'm I'm in now. Like it took yeah. me a while to come around on the Dolphins, but this does feel like a 10 to 11 win team, um, unless some things that are unforeseen, like injuries or whether this offense. At this can point, that would be disappointing later on. Right. Because at you, this point, you, 11 feels like the floor. Because 11 is what five and. For the rest of the way, I think they, they've got their sights set higher, and I, I think they, they should. But you're right about the defense, and this is a tough defensive matchup. The Browns are a great running team. It's a, it'll be interesting to see how much they trust Jacoby Brissett because the, the Dolphins are 31st in the league 
in pass defense DVOA. They're a good run defense. They're terrible creating pressure on their own. That's partly why they traded for Chubb. So in theory, this is a game that would enrage Dan because they won't give Nick Chubb the ball enough. <laughs> I mean, Nick Chubb has the fourth most carries in the league. More. Okay. But More. I mean, there's not that much separating from the first one. Where's Kareem Hunt? Kareem Hunt is mostly like not. He's, his, they're not splitting carries. He doesn't they look don't have as to good, split. by the way. Hunt. All right. But I, I, I would say this, like I like Brissett against the Bengals, and he's done this for quarters in a row. He's played really clean, and he does have chemistry with Amari Cooper. There may be no David Njoku. We don't know right now. That he Njoku's having an awesome season. People were killing the Browns when they sounds like he's out based him. on the initial time. Right, like that. That's a big loss for them. They don't have a lot of weapons, and that's why they're a run heavy team. And I think the Cleveland right now they're three and six. I'm not going to do anything. Oh. They're three and six. Like. They've blown so many games this season. They're three and they five. Easily three, and five. three and five. They could be. They could be five and three. But like a lot of Browns fans, I feel like that game reawakened some belief that this team could do things. And this is not an unwinnable well, game. It might be. The Dolphins have been in the final seconds battling the last two weeks against the Lions and the Bears. Their games are always in the 30s. That's kind of where I expect this game to be, in the 30s down to the wire. They've had one bad game all year, the Browns. I think it, it, people are sleeping on there better than people realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, their losses, 31-30, 23-20, 30-28, bad game against New England, 38-15, and then 23-20 to Baltimore on the road. And That's and- why Mike McDaniel said this Cleveland Browns team is no joke. This team can beat any team in the NFL. Uh, I think I agree with that. When they are yeah, when too. they're playing well, they match up in, in a very kind of wide open league. Well, with anybody, there are only three games left. By the way, hmm. of Browns. Spicy. If I don't you're want spicy. To... You're just spicy. And they have, they have Buffalo next week. Spicy for the most part. Right. They... So you got to get this. You you can't go three and six and Buffalo. then play Buffalo. We'll see what Buffalo's quarterback situation is then. So, but and then you get Tampa Bay at home and then everything changes because Deshaun Watson enters the scene, which I know a lot of us don't want to see Deshaun Watson on the field, but don't let the Browns get to 500 or above when Watson gets there because he is a great quarterback. And I don't know if it's going to, if it's going to immediately lead to the Browns taking a step up. It might take time. He might struggle entirely this year. Who knows? Cause he hasn't played in so long, but that's right around the horizon now. It's some, right there. Some yep. bad news for Dolphins fans this week was Mike McDaniel indicating that Byron Jones's return this season is not totally guaranteed. Ooh. This is a, a cornerback who is one of the highest paid players at his position in the Oof-ah. in the entire league that we thought it was just like a multi-week injury at first. He has not played at all, and they might not get him back. All right, let's take a break, and uh, we'll snake it. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, here we go. We're back. Marky, another one. Well, this game is a game that I would have avoided hardcore um, had certain events not taken place this week. It is a late game. I cannot wait to see Jeff Saturday okay. and the Indianapolis Colts go up against the Raiders. Just so everybody knows, that during the break, we were all like, man, the show's run a little long. Uh, we should try to tighten things up. And then Mark launches into like a 37-second windup just to pick his next game. <laughs> But then you spend 30 seconds commenting on my wind-up. I understand that. I understand. So that. it's a team effort. There's no way we get out of here under three hours. There's no chance. Well, we're enjoying ourselves. We are having a great time. Go ahead. I, I just, I, to me, this is like how, who, no matter what you're, no matter what you're doing, are you not going to be watching this game out of the corner of your eye just to see what unfolds with? And the one thing about Jeff Saturday, I, I get that everything got he he got killed, the Colts are getting killed, and there's a lot of reason for it for a lot of the hiring behind it, the whole thing. But Jeff Saturday, according to everyone in the building, waltzed in and gave like an incredible opening speech and kind of won a bunch of people over. Uh, uh, mm. To me, I will see. DeForest Buckner was like, this guy came and brought energy. Mm. We needed that. I know, Dan, you'll never believe in something like that. You'll just sit there and gruff and groan. But I, to me, maybe you won't believe in it. Maybe by Sunday. I don't. I most it, certainly they're, they're don't. They're also a yeah. bad football team on offense. But they do have a good defense. And if Jeff Saturday can make one difference and help the most expensive offensive line in the league – Play a better game on Sunday. So then, why don't why don't ask why don't you hire him to be the offensive line coach? Like, well, he already I, was consulting with them have on that. So many, he's going to be so busy as a head coach, you would imagine. Well, but, 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 so, but wait, but we can hem and haul over the decision. I think we did that on our last show. I just want to see how it goes because I, I think one thing that's interesting here is that it quietly is masking over the second biggest, most disappointing coaching scenario in the league, which is Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Makes this game even bigger for the Raiders yeah. because if they lose this game to Jeff Saturday's Colts and the number 32 offense in the league, according to DVOA. With Parks Frazier running the show. It, it is a complete and utter embarrassment on top of losing all these 17-point games. And the Raiders are struggling through it right now. On Thursday, they placed Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller on injured reserve. And Hunter Renfro finally showed up last week this yeah, season. Yeah, he's been quiet. And he is having the worst season, really, of his career. Well, we might know there might be more of a reason now. He's obviously banged up enough to disappear from the roster. 
Right, and he had a concussion issue early in the year. But he played really well last week, and I thought, oh, this has been missing from the Raiders' offense. Derek Carr and McDaniels, and they've all gotten a lot of the focus, and I get it. Their defense is dead last in DVOA. So this is the worst defense in the league on paper against the worst offense in the league, and that defense... Something's got to give. With Patrick Graham, (laughs) who I like that higher, and, and a lot of old Mike Mayock players, and Chandler Jones has been an utter fiasco for, for the money that they got him. It's been one of the worst free agent signings. Are you, Dan, are you bad. not curious about oh, no, how it That's all I'm curious. saying. I am. I'm I am, not lifting I'm, up the Colts. No, some, I, you know, all right, let, me, let me make myself clear. I'm curious, uh, like, when you're rubbernecking on the Garden State Parkway and you're checking out the accident. I'm not, okay. I'm not curious, and they're like, whoa, Jeff Saturday won some dudes over because he's, uh, you know, well-spoken and charismatic. Hold on. Like, can that I, doesn't can I respond, matter Can I respond to, to that? Just because, like, I, all I'm saying is, like, it's been, it, it's been such a uniform destruction of the cults from right. A to Z by every single person in the media that uh, there is something about human okay. life and sports where, like, maybe for some reason they respond to Jeff Saturday. And, like, we or have that to, everyone's... Uh, talking like that all but, right but it's like but what like but that doesn't I just, surprise I'm open-minded me just to be, see what happens because That's everyone all. that knows saturday um everyone that worked with him at espn people like steve weish uh said great guy people he's known as like a really good dude right. I'm, I'm sure he's good at connecting with people but this is head coaching at the nfl with a roster that is brutal uh a quarterback who shouldn't be starting in the nfl an offensive line that is badly disappointed a star running back that's on one leg a team that knows the whole thing is getting blown up a coaching staff behind this in over his head head coach that is pissed off angelo for sure the new offensive coordinator parks frazier literally like getting coffee for the coaching staff under Frank Reich three or four years ago. Now he's the play caller. And I think if it were a movie, it would be like one of the greatest things. Oh, ever. Yes. That's that, all. I'm just like rooting sure. for I something can, special. I can see that Mark is in on these Colts winning this game, at least. And I, I get it. It's sort of like the, the dead cat. And Zach Kiefer, who knows this team way more than we do. He said, he sees maybe one win in them. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is one win uh, that the Colts have for the rest of the season. But I think they've now been constructed to lose as many games as possible. And I think the Raiders, unless they've completely quit on their coach, will seize on this as an opportunity to, to get right. Uh, I don't know if you could lock this game up, uh, but you could. What if feels... I locked up the Colts? What would you do? Oh, I, I would, would give you. I would give you. I don't need your praise. You should. I'm not doing it. You, that should. Is, you, you Venmo me. Remember when you Venmoed me? Ten, one second, Justin. Remember when you Venmoed me ten dollars to not say something I was saying yeah, over and over again? Yeah, to stop saying before the show uh, limited, like over yeah. and over. You kept saying it to Greg and Greg and I's ear and the people behind the glass right. four hundred to five hundred times in right. a row. I would return those ten dollars if you locked up this team, but I don't know if that counts as gambling, so we won't do but it. Then I tumble yes, down Justin. the standings further. I just want to say, you know, you talk about the Colts possibly only winning one more game. They might finish fourth in the AFC South. Wouldn't that be crazy? No one could have predicted that, huh? Grave Digger like was on front of Justin. I, I mean, I you weren't like in front one. of it. They're a game and a half up on no, the Texans. I, we'll see what happens. Yeah, he's he was ahead of that. The Colts Let's are going to be are in two horrific. Months. He was ahead of it. By the way, Greggy. are you ready to give the sandwiches that the Seahawks will have a top five pick? You might as well just bring them in sure. right now. But remember when yeah. I said it and I was told that it was hanging shallots because it was such an easy thing to predict? Well, then you lost on both. Nobody ends. was covered in glory on that one. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> You're turning that around on us, so you took something that looked safe and you were horrifically wrong on it. You Greg, doubled Dan up. does not turn things around. I don't know where you're coming with that. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. No, I absolutely will lose those. But I I'm thought just saying. Graver was going to lock up the Raiders there. That seemed like what he was going to do. 
You want to? Go for it. Thought about it. Have a bolder choice coming. All right. I'm that sure. one doesn't pass the mirror test for me. All right. Sure. Very well. You're a man of I honor. I mean, the Raiders are two Greg. and seven. I think that that would pass a mirror test. Greg, go ahead. Okay. I'm uh, going to take the Jags Chiefs because I do enjoy watching a Tony Romo game, ultimately. That's the tiebreaker for me in a big spot. I don't mind watching uh, Patrick Mahomes live. How entertaining is this guy? Let's uh, not take him for granted. He really... Uh, <laughs> is there anyone here taking... He's a great quarterback, an all-time great. We're, we're blessed to watch him. Kind of that <laughs> since his MVP season, he hasn't quite been at that same exact level, at least. And right now... He is back. Like I was not allowing MVP talk. You know how I think premature MVP mm-hmm. talk. Who needs it? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to have Unnecessary. that. You're not allowed to have that fun, mm-hmm. Dan. Mm-hmm. We've reached week 10. Oh, thank God. I'm allowing it. He's the MVP. <sighs> he's the MVP right wow. now. Everything just got brighter. I'm, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's the one when he's in structure, he's amazing. And when he's out of structure, he's amazing. Who did amazing. you pick for MVP before the season? Patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. Mm. See, we all have our little agendas, don't we? I didn't bring it up. I got you to bring it up. That's how you do it. It's a logical little, pick. little agendas. <laughs> don't act like Mahomes was terrible the last couple of years. He was, remember, the divisional playoffs against uh, Buffalo. That was one of the most remarkable I, feats of quarterback play ever. No, I'm not acting like he's terrible. But I do think... He's had the best start to a career that any quarterback I've ever seen has had. I hear that. And yeah. right now he's kind of right back to another mini peak here. You know, Brady and Manning, like all the greats have slight ups and downs. And right now he's peaking and it's it's fun to watch. There's not much reason to believe the Jaguars will slow him down, but you never know. There is not a lot of reason. I the from the Jaguars angle, like you Trevor Lawrence, we kept asking for it. I thought he had his best game. I think we all thought that was his best game last week. They're they're hidden away. They're always playing at 1 p.m. in the middle of nowhere. Like I would love to see for once. This is a great spot for Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, but especially Lawrence and Christian Kirk to hang with the Chiefs. That would be a big turning point. It's a for Romo them. game, not exactly right. the national game. But I don't know more, why it's a Romo game, but I because I guess there's I no do. other options. The next best no. was Dolphins Browns. So It'd be a better I, choice in my book. But I, I, I know Tony it. Romo likes to wax poetic about you know Patrick Mahomes for four straight hours. So Steve, I understand the motivation. <laughs> this is so on your radar. Steve Spagnolo is kind of a a test young quarterbacks have to pass, and I know the Chiefs defense isn't very good this season. But he struggled against cover two, and Spagnola just kind of throws a lot at you and sees how you're going to react as a young quarterback. So well, I'm interested to hear Romo analyze that too. Isn't it fair at this point to say like Trevor Lawrence <laughs> trying like, to defend my pick? Trevor it's Lawrence, stand it. up and do something here. It would be a nice spot for that. You don't have to defend it because I'm up with the next two picks, and it's not. Yeah, what, no, what's no there? Great shakes at this no, point going it's, forward. It's floating trash. Go oh, for it. Man. All right, I will hit the next game and. You know, two teams I haven't enjoyed watching this year, but again, I have to grab a late game, and uh, I'll grab Arizona at Los Angeles. An important game, no doubt. I know Major you guys... quarterback questions here. Yeah, Major. We got issues. Uh, Matthew Stafford was placed into the concussion I protocol. I won tickets to this game, by the way. You did? Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, it was a, a work raffle, and an email was sent out at... It doesn't seem like and I responded a, at It wasn't a raffle. It was an email to talent. Right. That whoever responded first Ooh, that's gets a little blue tickets. bloody. Well, yeah. guess who responded it's first? It's not a raffle, I thought though. it was like a working class raffle. Like, I'll buy six tickets. No, you're right. It was It was whoever responds first, but it, it went out. The email, I saw it at 917. I responded at 919 and got an email at 920. You got it. You so what are you going to do with them? TBD. Going? I was going to give them to Jason Zumwalt. Or, <laughs> Zummy? Or, he's in Arizona, though. This Zummy. game is in LA. You should go cover it. There's only one late game each. 
be kind of fun. We can get well, maybe Sessler's uh, you have, you, sights and sounds. Maybe you have, I will. You have clearance from the gang if you want to do it. We could switch games maybe, like the late game, if I decided to do that. Oh, that's Absolutely. true. You just okay. drafted it. Yeah. It will cost you a first-round pick convoluted. next week. Well, that's fine. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to you. But I could. Let me think about it. I'd like to hurt my friends. <laughs> Perfect. Rams, Cardinals. Ooh, yes. Always feels good to hurt your friends. Stafford is uh, in the concussion protocol. I don't know what happened last week. Was there a play that people are circling back to saying this is where he went down? They and- said it happened in the game, but that he didn't have symptoms until days later. Sure. Okay. His wife had a, um interesting Instagram post where she was just kind of emotional for the most part and said she had all the emotions. And one of them was anger. And I kind of get that. Your your husband had a concussion in the game and no one did anything or noticed. It still keeps This still keeps happening no matter how much... Attention yeah. is placed on it. It does. So if we don't have Stafford, who's who's behind him right now? John Wolford. All right, so you but got it's Wolford. not com- it's not even confirmed that would be Wolford over uh, Bryce Hopkins. I think it'll be Wolford though. It- Either way, it's a very bad situation. A horrific situation for the Rams if Stafford doesn't play because the offense is already kind of a mess with Stafford. Take him out of the mix, and uh, I don't know what happens. This feels like a a team with a ten point ceiling, uh, quite frankly, without Stafford. Um, which you know the Cardinals they'll out they can outdo themselves. So I don't I don't this would be the Cardinals if they do get indeed a ga- a team without their uh, star quarterback on the field. The Cardinals should win this game, uh, but again week after week, and we saw it again. Against the Seahawks, this team is just sloppy and undisciplined. Um, I know you guys have been checking in on the hard knocks. Did we learn any nugs the, from the hard We did, actually, knocks? because Premier. on the flip side of this, Kyler Murray, they announced he has a hamstring issue. Sounds like that's he's got a better chance to play, but hard knocks revealed where it happened. He had a 17-yard run in the first half, but then a couple plays later, you remember, right before the half, he scrambled and it was a beautiful scramble, but then the ball was popped out by Ryan Neal, and he basically walked over to the trainer and said he couldn't fully open up on the run because of the hamstring. So Hard Knocks taught us that. I thought it taught us a little bit about the DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler, tete-a-tete. Yeah, to I, some saw, degree. I, I thought it was really interesting. I, it's not a pick-me-up type of show. It's a show of people under a lot of pressure between Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, Steve Keim, the owner, the owner flying around in his personal jet. It's bad vibes. And I, I think they edit it in a way that you're not miserable watching it, but you can feel the tension. And to you me, can that. You see the seams on the edit in this one? No, no. But I, what I mean is, like, there's only so much editing you can do. Right. I find watching them under this sort of pressure like compelling, if, if nothing else. I don't I know agree. if that'll stay for se- seven weeks, but you can see how they're not comfortable right now and Kyler's very hard on himself and you can see he's hard on others. People got into the Hopkins thing where they're yelling back and forth. I didn't I think that was a totally normal I exercise do of two players who I do want too, to win. Kyler Murray told him to calm the you know the yeah. expletive down. I mean I think Kyler Murray just <laughs> seems to kind of lose his cool like week after week, which which I find enjoyable. Um, so the Rams... Surprised- terrible vibes. They could lose this game still, the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm kind of in that boat. The Rams' um, defense, surprisingly, has not gotten to the quarterback this year. 21 
20.1% QB pressure rate in 2022. That's the worst in the entire NFL. Aaron Donald is healthy and playing every week on that line. And Kyler Murray, this is from Next Gen Stats, has been brutal this year when under duress. His completion percentage is well below 50%. Hmm. He has not thrown a touchdown under pressure, six picks, averaging less than four yards at attempt. And wow. if, if he's compromised uh, with a leg issue, you would think maybe this is a game where maybe Aaron Donald himself makes the huge play that swings a low-scoring affair. Uh, I don't know if I'm seeing a lot of points in this game. I, can I tell you one like crazy Ram stat? That they have the highest three-and-out rate of any team that Matthew Stafford has ever been a quarterback of through the first nine games. That's from Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic. They're broken. with us on Monday night. Well, it, it's, it makes sense, and this is by far the worst Matthew Stafford's ever played. It, he's sort of avoided criticism because the situation's so bad, and I I think that's fair that he's mostly avoided it. But he's not raising the level, and he's not the same guy he was a year ago. I think he would have come up with a few more plays a year ago than he has this year. I don't think John Wolford will be better. I was going to say, I hope you're not going down this no, road. No, I don't think he'll be better, but I don't think it's going to get much worse because what's going to be, be worse? Much worse. I, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, it, you is, never know. They, but they do get Brian Allen. It sounds like Brian Allen, the center, will come back, which would help John Wolford a lot, too. And Coleman Shelton may come back at guard. I, I still, you said never doubt the MVP. I do still have a feeling that, like, Never doubt the heart of a champion a little bit here with Wolford starting. The defense has shown us. We were in person for it, mm -hmm. uh, Dan and Mark. Mm -hmm. that the defense can go win a game against the Cardinals on their own. They did it basically in week two, was it? That was kind of an ugly game, but the mm -hmm. defense did well. I could just see them being all fired up that they win a 13-10 to 10 game with That's Wolford. what I'm That's thinking, all. too. Yeah. Yeah. But it really – you have – it's a top-heavy roster, but you need Aaron Donald. You need Jalen Ramsey. You need Bobby Wagner. Somebody's got to make a play – I'm not going to say they, they need to score a touchdown, but hell, it wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, they, they might. could really use one of these dudes to step up and win the game in Stafford. We get one of these weekly Billy Price shooting the ball over Kyler Murray's head scenarios. Oh my God. That, that could happen. You you could tell how it's annoyed. like a play in their playbook. You, you can tell how annoyed they all are at Billy Price. Yeah, the Cardinals are missing four of their starting offensive linemen, and that's that's been a part of all this. And they're going to be missing ba Buda Baker, who is kind of the centerpiece of the show. Uh, as yeah. their emotional leader, and now he's out for two to three weeks. Oh, I was going to share. A, okay, I'm going to save it for the Friday Fun Show. Hang on. I'm writing it down. So Take I don't a note. Forget. That's good. Take Everyone, notes. pregnant pause. Uh, pure counting stat, but sometimes I like him. Not everybody likes him. Uh, Matthew Stafford on pace for 17 touchdowns this year. He had 41 last year in the regular season. Yikes. All right, now it is time for the Sunday Drive presented by Toyota. That brings it up to the old Zeuser who uh, uh, snakes it up. And um, all right, Gravedigger, ride with me, baby. Broncos at Titans. Let's talk about it. Hop on, Justin. Uh, you got the Denver Broncos coming off there by Russell Wilson. Everybody making fun of him every day over and over again. But also Nathaniel Hackett and their coaching staff and Russ I guess that's it. They got a blow there to be able to kind of reset some things. They got the win in England heading into the bye. So I am actually interested. Not that I'm buying in on the Broncos, and I know now they're defensively a lesser team after they sold at the deadline. 
Um, I'm interested to see if the Broncos have a little fight in them offensively. At the same time, they're going now to Nashville against a Tennessee team, Justin, that we just saw on Sunday Night Football. They don't play around on defense. Even with the losses they they have had, they've been very good uh, this year. So feels like it sets up well for the Titans, but I'm still interested to see what kind of Broncos team we get in this game. It will be interesting to see what kind of toll that Sunday night game took on the Titans defense. They played Good call. a yep. lot of snaps. Jeffrey Simmons has been in a walking boot Wednesday and Thursday this week. We'll see what he looks like on Friday, but his status could be in jeopardy. Amani Hooker still not playing. Bud Dupree is not practicing right now. Zach Cunningham is not practicing right now. And Ryan Tannehill is still limited in practice. So if Malik Damn. Willis take, has to start a third straight game, it'd be a lot on Henry against a pretty tough Broncos defense. Dan, over under two and a half backup quarterbacks you'll be watching this weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, where are we at on Tannehill right now? What is the situation? So he's been waiting under because I want to be optimistic, but go ahead. I think, okay, for the third week in a row. Oh, no. Whatever. Okay. What the listener needs to know now and the viewer needs to know whatever Justin says, the opposite is what's going to happen at quarterback for the Titans. Should I reverse jinx it? I don't know. Just go with your heart. What is your heart? I think Tannehill will play this week. But I also based could, on what? Based on the fact that he's actually on the practice field this week, he's speaking to reporters. Did you at hear the his comments? And yes, you were so confident he would play the other weeks when he wasn't even practicing. Well, what do you he feel was, about he that? He was a little limited last week. He didn't look ready to return on the like when he warmed up before the Kansas City game. Couldn't even plat his foot. It's pretty about- clear he had a high ankle sprain. Adam yeah. Schefter yeah. like alluded to it, but wouldn't report it, which made me think like. He knows, but wasn't allowed to report it. Could Tannehill's be... own words, he said, it's not something that gets better overnight. It is definitely testing my patience up until this point and is still doing so. Yes, and he, said, he also said it's something I could be dealing with for a while. But the question, like there's a difference between something you're dealing with and something you can play through. I think he's going to reach a point where he can play through it, but it's also a not good Titans offensive line that maybe they don't want him out there if he can't be mobile and get away from pressure. But, like, the drop-off from him to Malik Willis I was going to say, so the, other, the other part that. of this is Ryan was there on the sideline watching Malik Willis on Sunday night, and I'm sure that's on his mind. Like, I know our team is in trouble because this kid, and this is not saying he's a bust or anything. He's a rookie, but he's in over his head right now, and are we going to yeah. send him out there against a Denver defense that's been the best part of that team uh, and risk losing a conference game. It's it's a tough call, but I would think Tannehill, if he can move enough, he's going to come back, but we don't know. It's been tricky. So you're saying he is playing, though? I think he'll play, and I think this game is like a race to 15 points. Whoever crosses that threshold first that feels right. probably wins. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. I, I look at this Broncos defense, and they're maybe the best pass defense in the league, and they're a really good pass rush, but the Titans are like, okay, that's fine. Bet. They're like, like we're not going to pass We're anyways. never going to pass. Even if it's Ryan Tannehill, we're never going to pass. And you kind of can run on them. I, you know, I'm curious if Denver could come out of the bye. I think they're among the most likely bad first half teams to be much better in the second half. Not because Russell Wilson will play great, but just that they'll have enough drives. They come up with a drive here and there, and you're like, wow, they have good players on their team. Dulcich is a nice uh, young player who's been added to the mix. Jerry cool Judy, player, dog. Judy's playing well. It's like, if you just get one extra Russell Wilson drive, if you just get him to be mediocre, then they can go at least five and three the rest of the way and like turn around and be I, a I would, 500 I think it'd be a major, team. major letdown for the Titans to, after coming off a psychologically damaging loss to the Chiefs, where they played so well and did everything you could ask up until the end, to lose to Den- to Russell Wilson and the Broncos after what we've seen from their offense. They did essentially play two games last week, though. 
90 plus snaps. That's, Ooh, that's good not, call. That's always on my radar. And Jeffrey well, in Simmons the, is in a walking boot this week. He they're just repeating all the things yeah, you've already said. No, I know. I know. I know you said that, but like, but Frabel said it. Like, that. he didn't even have like defensive players practice essentially so far. But he's saying fine, the rugged it, nature of the Sunday night game. I think that's what he was. I, there is a chance yeah. Traylon Burks. Did they say 91 snaps, well, that's though, cut, two cut games? Did say the number. I said cut, over cut 90. Greg and I said from the show. No, yours, yours could go stay. For Greg's got to go. Give me a break. Go. I did say over All right, 90. I'm leaving um, this podcast. Give me a break. Greg I and I are out of here. Traylon Burks <laughs> activated to It's because Mark and I are like talking about, wait, who should take the Shook game? I have four games. What's happening? Okay, everybody calm down. Calm things down. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on. Just keep an eye on Traylon Burks. That's all I'm saying. They need Burks to come back and be a guy. Because where's Robert Woods this season? Now, I know with Willis it's going to be a mess, but it, they need some guys to step up if we're going to actually take the Titans seriously. Let's yeah. take Did you a, hear that they Derek actually they faced the Chiefs now. for 91 snaps on, on Sunday night, the Sunday night football game? Right, and I think the injury situation yeah. on the defensive line, like Bud Dupree, Jeffrey Simmons could be a factor. Just a little nugget. <laughs> Good nug. All right, that was the Sunday Drive presented by Toyota. Let's take a break and then finish out the draft. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. All right, we're back. Uh, let's close this thing out. Greggy, your final pick. I'm going to take the Texans-Giants. Wait, why would I do that? I'm taking the Lions-Bears. <laughs> Sorry. We'll allow it. Sorry, Mark. You hadn't okay. turned in your card, so That's you're fine. Good. Mark <laughs> probably would have wanted that game. We were no, tr- we were trying to figure out what, what makes sense here. Lions and Bears, 
for a team that's three and six, the Bears are suddenly intriguing. And the Lions' defense, since the bye, I think if you watch them closely, are, are playing better. They're playing with more energy. I know they fell apart uh, for most of that uh, Dolphins game, especially in the second half, but everyone does against the Dolphins. They've played with better energy. I think they're fine more playmakers in general. They played well for most of the game against the Cowboys. That they could slow down Justin Fields and this Bears offense enough, whereas the Bears have totally flipped the script and their defense is struggling. So I think this is a compelling game, and I want to get behind the team around the NFL. I think it's a good late draft pick. Yeah, it is. I mean, the Bears are fun to watch. I mean, they're, they. I don't know if the Lions can slow them down. No one slowed down what they're doing on the ground. They have 225-plus rushing yards in four straight games. That is tied for the longest streak in NFL history, with the 1976 Steelers. I don't know why Whoa. Detroit won't allow them to create history this weekend. And their yardage per game is the most by a Bears team since Walter Payton won the MVP in 1977. And it looks legit week after week. Justin Fields is converting long third downs into first downs with his legs over and over at a higher rate than any quarterback this season. And I think he's grown as a passer week after week. I'm not saying that you know there's still a lot to work on with that game. But we spent all offseason saying that they they kind of left him out to sea. There's no support around him. If Chase Claypool can get a little bit better in that offense, like there are some weapons there, and they are dominating people physically on the ground. I love that kind of team. You know what I love about it? Because you're right. And those were fair criticisms, I think, heading into this season. Uh, he has to learn a new offense. They didn't really beef up. They traded Allen Robinson. But you know what? I think what he surprised – maybe some people over – on the west side of Cincinnati aren't surprised. But I think what he surprised me for sure, as someone who doesn't study the college game, how dynamic he is. And he has proven, I think, in these last couple of weeks that he could be a type of guy that just doesn't matter what's around him for the most part because he will make plays. And he, he already obviously is a dynamic rusher of the football. Uh, but the throws he was making to me was even more encouraging in the last few weeks. And I just think with him, yeah, the Bears are going to be a work in progress this year, but I think they're a berserker candidate yeah. going down the stretch this year. And look out in the NFC North if they make some smart decisions. They have like a billion dollars in, in cap space because of what they've look done out. here. He has real strengths, and I think once they are trying to like focus on the strengths, then they're better off. The design runs have been 24 in the last three weeks after only four before that. Good play call. And then he's a good deep ball thrower. He's an accurate deep ball thrower. So if you use the play action to get him a little time, he can throw the ball well down the field. I'll take a step further. And if, if the officials don't blow that pass interference call on Chase Claypool with a minute 35 to play last week, I think there's a good chance they win that game against Miami. Mm. And everyone's talking about Justin Fields right now. So instead, it's been a little bit obscured what's happening here. But I think he's turning into one of the great stories uh, of the season. And I think by the end, it's by the time it's over, um, my point was going to be that he'll be offensive rookie of the year. But he can't because he's in his second year. So Kenneth Walker <laughs> will win it How about because this? Brees Hall got hurt. But at the same time, <laughs> the first year of his career it was such a mess that... Justin Fields is making the leap what in year two, Luke which Getze, is amazing. Uh, Luke Getze. Who? Luke Getze, assistant <laughs> of the year. Because he did what Nick Sirianni did a year ago, completely changed the offense, what, what Harbaugh did when Lamar Jackson I mean, came I, in. All right, the first month still counts, though. I know, but you've grown a quarterback. Give it to, I, give it to Shane Waldron, maybe, in Seattle. How about that? Uh, well, you got to win this game, then, if we're talking about that. It all goes back to the Ooh, Seahawks. is this yeah. what he's going to do? Is you, he going to do what we gotta, think he's going to do? you got to win this game, Chicago, because I'm locking it up. 
against <laughs> the team of ATL. Yeah, well, that's okay. Well, he, they're not, you know, he's he is a, a major part of the podcast, but we decided the team of yeah. ATN. It wasn't just well, Spell. but Mark's saying it's okay because he could care less about the Lions and he wants them oh. to lose this game. Yeah. No, I'm and just their saying defense he, is bad. So. We're not a, not allowed know. to lock up against the team of ATL. It, it, it lacks nobility potentially, but not right, from Justin's all. seat. They they are winless on the road so far. These Lions until. I know. I kind of – I don't know if I trust the Bears as a favorite at home. I don't particularly. Well. like that Justin Fields. I had the Col- you know Cowboys. Hang on, hang on. Justin mind. Fields, my guy. Ooh. <laughs> no, you can't have Justin Fields. He has a great guy. name. His first name is just like such a good name. That seems like – there's no mirror test with this. That's preposterous. The, at no sir. point have you indicated any uh, – <clears throat> I've kept it quiet the last few weeks. Yeah, well, you weren't aware. I mean, he's been in the league for two years now. He was a top 10 pick. He's caught my eye recently, (laughs) and now he's my guy. All right, let's finish this. The number one uh, fantasy quarterback over the last four weeks. Got on Dan's radar in the last 48 hours. Four weeks. Yeah, this guy's uh, he's showing something to me. He's I'm sorry, the was there some type of magic of, from Justin Fields we were missing before the last six weeks or so? No, but you just like believed in him. What am I so behind on You said he this. just got on your radar. I'm just saying, yeah, he was he was a prospect. Those were your words. There's a lot of people on Fields' corner. There's a lot of yeah. anti-Fields. I'm he's just a, saying it's been a thing. He's a potential superstar. I, your, your smugness on the side of the glass <laughs> is, is all notable. Um, but again, I don't care. Well, we, we understand. There's also no glass. Show. Yeah. There's glass here. Can you imagine living with me? <laughs> That's one of my favorites. We got to go quick. All right. Let's Finish go. it, Mark. Let's go. All right. Houston at Giants. Can't wait to see the Giants after their bye week come back and just continue <laughs> to shoot. What? Sorry. No. I can. I love this Giants okay. team. They're my team of ATL. It didn't Sorry, sound they convincing. Are. It just, yeah. But no, I they like are. It. But I, I, I want to see how they respond. I will say, like, I on the Houston side, I know that Davis Mills just he, whatever he just blends yeah. in <laughs> from our live show in London. Davis Mills just blends in the woodwork, but Damian Pierce, man, I think is another Rookie of the Year candidate. What a moment I probably that was. won't get one from Kenneth Walker, but How about that live show, what a moment that was. That was a lot of fun. What are your thoughts? Just go to the next game. <laughs> hey, Dan and Greg, suck on that. <laughs> also from the live show. I think he was just saying, let, you know, if they're going to play the drop and we don't have control of that, you know, let it, let it play out. It reminded me of one of my favorite memories of this show when we were in that big room. It was a special memory. That was great. This past uh, October. Anyway, I'm sorry, Mark. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, you want to keep these short? I've kept it short for you. I I want (laughs) to see, uh. Davis Mills, you know, have two good games in a row. I feel like these two teams are kind of similar. Davis Mills is like the poor man's Daniel Jones right now. It's like Daniel Jones has become this caretaker who doesn't make mistakes and throws the ball short to a well, he's under, awesome on the ground though too. Yeah, that's where Daniel Jones is better. But Davis Mills can be that kind of guy, and then they both have these dynamic running backs. But again, Saquon's a better version of it because I think he he's a bigger factor on uh, third down. the The Giants get a lot of defensive players. Back, but they also lost Xavier McKinney. ATV, uh, Cabo. They just have been so injured, but they do have a lot of defensive players back. Sounds like a CBS procedural. <laughs> ATV, Cabo. I've, actually, I do have one take here. This Go is ahead. the first spot where the Giants are supposed to win. You know, the curse of supposed to supposed by to. Uh, Dave Damashek. Mm-hmm. If the Giants win the games they are supposed to, mm-hmm. they are going to make the playoffs. They are playing the Texans. Oh, most definitely. 
they are playing the Lions. They have two games against the Commanders. Even if you lose one of them, mm-hmm. you're supposed to win them. Mm-hmm. And they have the Colts. All of those games except one of the Commanders games are at home. So the Giants have won these close games. Are they ready to kind of move to the team that like wins games they're supposed to? Well, any 6-2 six, six team needs to make the playoffs in the NFC. And I be... don't think they're a fake at all. Right, and but they have easy games. So right. They, well, so they're, but I don't. But also, I have my doubts. Like if you let's say if it comes down to coaching, the Giants have one of the better coaching staffs in the league by what we've seen so far. They are. A, I do think they're a reg- regression candidate. Also, they have trailed in every game this year. Um, so would it stun me if they play 500 or a tick below? No, but I think because of their six and two record, they might still make the playoffs. Right. Well, the schedule is really what does it for me. I, yeah. That's only. There's only nine games left. Five of them are against some of the worst teams in the league. All right, they're six and two. Do you see them more as like a nine or ten win team, or do you see them more as eleven or twelve? I see them as an eleven win team. That's probably Ooh. more like a ten win, ten or nine win team nine. in real life. Nine. So you have them winning three more games all year. Three to four. Nine to ten. Nine to ten wins. I believe in the good feelings. I think they're going to keep doing magical things. It's it's a nice little storyline. Let's little, move on. Final pick. A little storyline. What it's not it's not anything negative I against know. the Giants. I know, but people just I I think like when they win a playoff game, people can be like, oh, now we have to acknowledge they've done something right this season. That would be great if the Giants win a playoff game this year. In the NFC, they can. Wild, they can. Okay, go ahead. All right, it's our last one: the Saints at Steelers. <laughs> we Yikes! Made it. We made it. Yikes! <laughs> uh, I don't have a ton of interest in this game. I don't know who does. I mean, yeah. the Saints to me, because I think like we spent all offseason saying there's a spectrum for the Saints. Low, low ebb or high ebb? High ebb, they're a, they're a sneaky oh, low, like, best team in the, in, in, in the NFC potentially or up there because we were talking about their defense being secondary up there with the Ravens. All that changed when they, you know, they, Gardner Johnson's gone. I hated that move. I think that changed the energy of this team. They're a mess. They're an absolute mess. I hated how they got dominated and totally befuddled by the Ravens on Monday night. That was ugly. It was ugly. Like They just seemed like they didn't know what to do with the Ravens. They're not the first team. That's not going to be a problem with the Steelers. Matt Canada is so Canada that like the Steelers, to me, are a tough, tough watch. Like the nation? A little bit. <laughs> That's just what I wrote down to me. Like, there's their <laughs> I had a feeling that was in his notes. I Canada wanted to check it. Matt Canada is Canada's so Canada. Beautiful. I've and been, they've always I, been a very, you know, an ally to I, us. I, I know. In I, you know what? Here we go. Like, Dan, agreeable I, and likable, though. I have been Funny. to Canada and, like, I've been to Vancouver. Good I spent weeks at Vancouver Island. I've traveled Canada. I actually like Canada. I was just more yeah. saying that Matt Canada does not strike me as, like, the most high octane emboldened region of the NFL. I, I get it, but he's pretty underwhelming. So that's then putting Canada in a tough spot in well, the country. Good, Greg. Greg, the white horse for the white knight. For I love another, Canada. Another big effort here. Good. My for brother, you. Uh, you know, went to school at McGill. Spent a lot of good time in Montreal with him. Uh, what a place! Cal- I like Montreal too. Calgary, Alberta, Canada, home <laughs> of the Hart brothers, and their father, Stu Hart. Uh, rest in peace. They, they, the dungeon. What are you? What is going on over there? What are you talking about? If- <laughs> Brett, Owen, RIP, the whole gang. If Kenny Pickett is their guy, they need a new coach or they need to figure some things out. And I know he's looked better eye test-wise than the numbers, but the numbers indicate he has the lowest yards for of compl- per completion of any rookie quarterback, I think, in a long time. So I was thinking he was throwing it deep, but that just, it's not true. He, he's not completing balls down the field. They're averaging 11 points per game 
in his start. I I wouldn't be surprised if they start playing Jalen Warren over Najee Harris, which well, there's like also genuine reports saying that's is weird. And yeah, T.J. Watt could return for this game. I I could see the Steelers winning it just because I I have I keep struggling with that the Steelers are this bad and and this just feels like a spot they could send the sloppy Saints into more misery. Mm. Um, that's, all, a, uh, that's all this game yet. Had a gal pal from Toronto that uh, once uh, wanted to introduce me to her favorite band. It was the Tragically Hip. And uh, she was trying to sell me on the band, and she she knows I'm a sports fan. And she mm-hmm. said, oh, Tragically Hip, an incredible group, and you're going to love it because like so many of their songs are about hockey. And I just thought it was like the most Canadian <laughs> thing anyone had ever said to me. And it turns out they are beloved in that country and a very good band. But I think she's looking out for – she's trying to connect with you and look out for your interests. Maybe mm-hmm. she didn't have the total nuance of what sport you followed. It's not a, it's not a band about the New York Yankees uh, or the No, which would be Jets. interesting. I'd probably listen to that yeah. band, yeah. But it, she's, curious, tr- she's, a, she's attempting to build That's a connection great, with you. That's uh, nice. you know, music you know, coming out of Canada. Absolutely. Arcade Fire, they, they were McGill students back in the day. I had a friend in Arcade well, Fire. Rufus Wainwright. Absolutely. What a tradition. I mean, Greg, we got it. The band. parade. Greg's gonna ride no. in on the on the white horse to save any, me, any beleaguered. We get we understand how the, the dynamic I like that of the that's show. where you're going with this. With that's Canada. exactly where I'll go with it. <laughs> but I love Canada. <laughs> that's exactly where I'll go. Um, great country. All the countries that that feature or include listeners that enjoy this show. I love all of those countries. I love most of them. Um, thank you to everybody. Anything else to add, by the way? And what's been a spicy Thursday show? <laughs> Spicy and long. I'm just saying, have you ever had someone from a Canadian added to the mix that didn't add uh, something pretty nice, something special? Dan Aykroyd. He's great. Michael J. Fox from Canada. Oh, he adds a lot. You're always just like, if you meet a Canadian, you're like, oh, yeah, this this person's going to be cool. Rachel Bonetta. There you go. Bonetta! Yes. We are are friends with her. Oh, you better... (laughs) Better hope Rachel didn't. I mean, hear that I like. Up. I think anyone with a brain understands what's happening. Like for ninety-eight percent of this show, love Rachel Benetta. She's in Germany right now, actually. Yeah, just having a good old time. Check it. Follow all her social for the great stuff that she's got going on. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Friday fun show. Fun. Claybon in. He's in. Nice with Patrick Claybon. So check that out. Thank you to everyone for listening. And there he is, the mailman. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 